Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality. So there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to the Nightcap. It's Wednesday, the fifth of July. We're upstairs at Salt, as always, on a sort of mediocre July. It's sort of dipped back down again, isn't it? It's been it a has. weird one. Yeah, the weather's Otherwise. been crap. On the day we're actually having aircon fitted up here right now, <laughs> but yeah, we, we we're, we're sat here in hoodies, it. like oh. yeah, <laughs> we desperately need it. And we've got parties up here at the weekend, and it's going to be yeah, sort of twenty-seven. Go back up and there. when it's hot up here, it's hot. This is the hottest room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, because I mean, you came. In like July, and I was cooking in shorts, weren't I? Yeah, that's true. You yeah. get fans on the go, and that it's just not, it's just not right. Because as soon as you start cooking, get a few pans on, mm. six, seven people in here, it's hot. It's worse than, worse than downstairs. So yeah, bit the bullet got is, decent air. That is the dream. I I would give anything for that in our bedroom. Oh, I can't. Mate, I, yeah. It's going to bed at night that kills me the most. Mm. Don't mind it so much in the day. You can keep yourself cool, whatever. Just going to bed, I just want it cool. I can warm myself up with sheets. I can't yeah. cool down with like, I'm just like lying there just like a gibbon, like what? Sweating. And it just, sometimes it's like, is it a worthy investment? Because we don't get many of those nights. Even when it's nice, yeah. it's not like, it's those r- ridiculous hot nights we don't get many of. No, exactly. It's, yeah, so I want some now. Now I'm paying for this bloody thing. We're just underprepared for everything, aren't we? Like it feels yeah. like yesterday we were worried, we were moaning about energy bills. Yeah. Because we're having to heat ourselves. And then a few weeks later, we're like installing aircon for two days a year. Like, yeah. Just... It's an old mate of mine who's doing it. And Is he's, it? He's never been busier. Really? Yeah. Great business to be in. I'm going to tap him up after this. Uh, we've got loads of stuff coming up on today's pub. Got top fives later. Got a bit of correspondence. Paul making some tasty dishes with Esme for our homework. We've got Puppy the Part to chat about. But we're going to start with David Chang's article that came out uh, in The Guardian the other day. Uh, David Chang, of course, two Michelin star chef. Great show on Netflix uh, a couple of years ago. I can't really remember much about it because it was several years ago, but I remember really enjoying the series when it was on. Did you, did you watch uh, it? Yeah. Travelled um, the world, like, cooking steak and things, done didn't we? We a few. We did, didn't we discuss one? On? Oh, we did, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was about steak, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all that's about, right. You know, yeah, no, the great. The best steak. He's brilliant. I, I love David Chang. Loads yeah. of respect for him. I've had lunch with him in his restaurant. Yeah, I remember yeah, he's, saying. You know, he's Great guy. He seems so down to earth. Like he's yeah. never let all the fame and the stuff get to him. Like he's a super humble. Oh, he is. Guy. He's just a proper New York lad. Mm. You know, with his Korean heritage, he knows so much about food. But I don't agree with him on this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so uh, respectfully, the don't agree. <laughs> the article, if those hadn't seen it, was was basically around barbecues. The headline being that he was disputing the fact that the best way to cook 
a burger, for example, would be yeah. on a barbecue. Like yeah. just save time, effort, energy, faff. Just do it in the kitchen for almost the same, if not better, results. Yeah. Was it you just being controversial for controversial sake? Or Partly. Do you think I mean, what I'd read from this? I think the way the article was written, you could take it in a couple of different ways. Was he saying that it's not the best way? Or I took it in the sense when I read it that was you shouldn't do it. Mm. You shouldn't cook it on the barbecue, yeah. um, which I just don't, I don't agree with. It's great cooking it in a pan or on a griddle. And the, what you need for a good burger is really intense heat. That, mm-hmm. that's that's absolute key we all know that yeah i mean it can be a bit awkward on the barbecue sometimes if it's not hot enough it'll stick you know the fat will drip down and it'll cause flames and stuff yeah, like yeah. that but what i didn't agree with which is just fundamentally wrong is that he said about it won't get because it's on there so quickly it won't get any smoky flavor it needs to be on there for 12 hours, which yeah, yeah, just yeah. is not right. Because yeah. you cook a steak on there yeah. and it picks up the flavours. You cook that for the same amount of time. So is that if you're using good charcoal, good quality, yeah. you know. I it's suppose. just That was just a strange thing to say. You yeah. will, the flavour will change if you cook a barbe- uh, burger on a good coal or log barbecue. Yeah, yeah. It just will. Yeah. He was saying it won't, but it will. Yeah. Same as, but he was saying you can cook chicken and stuff on it. Like Again, that's quite a quick cook. You know, you get a different, it's a completely different way of cooking when you, you know, you do briskets and all these big joints on a barbecue. It's yeah. a slow smoking sort of cook. Yeah, 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 Even if you're doing a slow smoke barbecue where you're keeping something pink, if you're doing a rib of beef or something, but you'll still get that flavor. Burger, sausage, anything is... Regardless, a 12-hour cook on on the barbecue slow doing it, would that intensify the flavour of yeah, the smokiness, I suppose? Like, yeah. Take it to a different level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you'll get what's called the smoke ring. When you cook through like a bis- uh, brisket, oh, you get like a, a ring. It's like um, you can see where the smoke is kind of penetrated. All oh, right, I didn't, like, know. I'm not, yeah. I didn't know about that. And mm. it's like I've judged barbecue competitions years ago and like you're, you're judging like the ring around it and the level of smoke and how they've got it oh wow around it yeah i had no idea about that i never even heard of that yeah didn't realize it was a thing yeah yeah so it literally changes color so like almost the first like centimeter is almost penetrated with smoke so it almost goes yeah depending on the thickness of what you are like again using a brisket of it you're looking for that nice smoke ring because where they've done a a really controlled cook yeah yeah oh wow and it's penetrated and you've got a good level of smoke fair play Mm -hmm. so do you think what is he is he sharing a bit of lack of like expertise with the barbecue if he's got no i mean no you know i'm not going to knock his knowledge or anything it's just my being cynical i'd suggest is it just a big statement to try and for marketing purposes in the midst of an interview just gets a bit carried away and a bit like yeah and then it may be taken out of context a bit and then tried to back it up that's my assumption yeah because i don't see anything wrong with it i can agree with like it can be a bit tricky mm. and it's like cooking on a griddle or a pan is great yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's no issue with it sure but i would never say don't do it on a barbecue uh it led me to think though in general is are barbecues overrated you know your mate goes come on mate come on over we're doing a barbecue well, or is it the context of most people do shit barbecues what's the what's the for verdict? me it's like you know i've said before it's not a barbecue if it's gas Hmm. It's, just, it's just not yeah i was having a conversation with someone on tiktok the other day and they were trying to say yeah in england it's called something else i was like i'm in england okay <laughs> like this, you know. yeah. um but i still in, i still enjoy it mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'll go around family's house i was around my family's house for my, it was my mom and stepdad's birthday at the weekend and you know it's a gas barbecue it's a grill but 
you know, we're eating outside. It's still together. It's something we don't do a lot of in this country. So I still love it. It's a great, it's a great experience. And when it's family like that and my kids, it's a bit more simple. Yeah. It's burgers and sausage. And sure. I've got a couple of nice big sirloins. Yeah. I chuck them on there. And it's still lovely. Because yeah, cooking sure. on a pan is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cook, you know, cooking in the grill is great. Inside mm-hmm. or on a griddle yeah. is great. So it's still a good way of cooking. I'm not knocking it at all. No, sure. They're just very different things. And, you know, cooking on a coal barbecue, there's a lot more skill mm-hmm. yeah. required. Oh, uh, yeah, it's obvious. I think... Um, I think in this country though there is a weird like when I think about like nostalgic memories of doing barbecues with family and stuff you particularly get a lot of like I can picture several men in my family on both sides that would whip out the barbecue and give you charcoal sausages but I've never seen them cook a meal in their life (laughs) in the kitchen (laughs) such a cliche it's such a cliche but it's so true and it would just be average barbecue food really burnt horrible but suddenly the barbecue's out I'm a man I'm doing it they don't know what they're doing and they have never cooked me a meal in their life they've got an apron on yeah yeah Yeah, exactly yeah I've never had a never they've never made me a Sunday lunch is it about they're just doing the meat as well they're not cooking corn on there what is it just the meat I don't know my my stepdad does it but he does a lot of of cooking anyway and bits and bobs and he does like Sunday lunches and stuff so yeah he, d- he doesn't get all that sort of cliche macho about it he yeah. just gets in and do it and I just I just jump in because I'm naturally geared towards it obviously being yeah, a chef of course oh, yeah, it's when I, game I, for you. I'll always take meat and different things around there and I'll just jump in and out pout yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. This is a stereotypical macho-ness, isn't it? It like, is, yeah. Fire, how to cook meat yeah. under fire. Yeah, I'm going to stand up. I think it's because you're outside, you can have a beer while you're doing <laughs> yeah. it, and you're cooking your meat, and you feel all macho, I suppose. Yeah. Just, I don't know, I'm just trying to get into the psyche it's, of it. When you think about it, it's actually quite, it's a bit of a sneaky good job to have at a barbecue event, Yeah. because you don't leave it. Yeah. It's just turning stuff yeah, most of the like, time. Oh, I can't. I can't, I can't leave. do anything else. Can you get me a beer? I can't watch the kids. Every, okay. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else is watching kids. They're taking salads and bread and stuff from in and out. They're chopping stuff. Yeah, there's clearing away. You're just there. Can't fetch the beers. Actually, I've got to stay here so the kids don't come and touch it. And yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a sneaky great job to have. Actually, maybe break. that's why loads of blokes go I, towards. I it. think you might have cracked it. <laughs> I think you might have cracked Fucking it. Fucking Neanderthals, <laughs> aren't we? Um, well, oh, the other thing I was going to say because I was thinking about like barbecues in like professional kitchens is that watching GBM and even MasterChef like through the years probably you know since I was a teenager those shows are still going on now I remember there was almost a phase of like it was mental that people were like GBM would go and now Marcus Waring or whoever they're bringing a barbecue into the kitchen and everyone's like barbecue oh my god like what are they doing like it was almost like a I mean, obviously, it's a uh, sort of old age cooking technique, but it seemed mad for it to be in a professional cooking environment. That changed it, drastically. Didn't yeah, because they were moving at the same time as the really scientific, accurate things, and then you've just got this really raw method of cookery. Yeah. You have to understand. Yeah. Um, it was like those green eggs, though. They were popping up in all the TV shows. Yeah. They were like, yeah, and now, they were. But then now it's like, you know, now the, the amateur MasterChef shows, they've, they've got barbecues coming in the fire. Yeah, and it's, and it's Conroe's generally now, and they're yep. a standard yeah. kitchen thing. And the Japanese barbecue. Yeah. Um, things like, yeah. it's mental how much it's changed oh it is and they're brilliant they're, yeah. they're great pieces of kit and we, we use them here we have one downstairs that we just generally use for finishing things because it's quite a small one yeah it's not ideal for um you can't you can get really intense heat you can't get slow heat yeah, so yeah. we'll use it for finishing like we've got a sweet bread dish on at the moment from a while back actually caramelize all the sweet breads 
garlic right. tomato butter, rest it, and then brush it. We make this black garlic glaze. So it's like black garlic, soy sauce, fish sauce, mirin, lemon, fresh garlic. You blend it all up to this liquid, and then you brush it all over, and then um, stick some skewers. And just turn it over and blacken the sweetbread. Yeah, oh, that sounds magic. Yeah, we've done it. We've done it with quite a few things here. It's a lovely marinade. Mm. Yeah, I assume you've never served a burger at salt. No, even in a fancy way. Um, we we only ever did during the the second lockdown. We did some like just some uh, that like dirty, filthy food type thing on yeah. a Friday night now and again, just just for something to do. Really, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, it was a few extra quid. There wasn't much money in it. Like, I did it on pre order. I cooked it all, and mm-hmm. you know those kind of yeah, those kind yeah, of things. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Key to a good burger? Is there essentials for you? Even at a good, yeah, it's simple. Good quality meat, like aged yeah. meat with a good amount of fat in it. You know, lean of, burgers. Loads of dispute pointers. about like putting stuff in there. You know, breadcrumbs, eggs, nah. and, ch- and no, you don't need any herbs and stuff. Just meat, that. just salt, salt and pepper. Yeah, like that's it. And just good meat. Put all the flavors alongside it. Sauces or salad items. Do it that way. Yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than adding to the burger. Yeah. Don't right. add anything. Just season it. If it's good quality meat, if you're having to add all these different spices, you've got some shit meat, mm-hmm. and it's got to have a good fat content because um, you know if not, it's just dry and crumbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that's all you need. People mess about too much. Yeah, um, yeah definitely not eggs. Yeah, things we like say sausages. Sausages yeah. need breadcrumbs to, to bind it. And yeah, because they give together. it so it's not a hard crumbly texture. It gives it a right too much. It goes mushy. Yeah, but the right amount. It's absorbing extra moisture and it's binding it together. It's really important. Yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. What's your? Do you have like go-to sauces? Barbecue? Is it always the same sauce on top of it? I, I change it all the time. Do really. Yeah, you, I do. You can't I, go wrong with like a French's mustard, yeah, yeah. ketchup, and mayonnaise. Yeah. As a as a mix of fresh. It's basically like a burger sauce. Then that sort of orange kind of gives it that gives thing it that. without the gherkiny bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like that and hot dogs. The only thing I'll have um, the French's mustard on. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it, it's just it's nasty on its own. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like a Dijon, is it? No, no. But I'm no. not putting Dijon on my burger. <laughs> no, that's no, that's true. Never. No. It's funny because like, I'm not st- too stuck in my ways with sauces. But if I'm with most people, it's like they're one sauce for the. It's like with bacon sandwiches, it's like they'll only ever have tomato ketchup. Yeah. Or they'll only ever have brown sauce, never the other. I'll I go for moods with it. Like, yeah, oh. I'll change it all up. But I think yeah. it's probably the only thing that I'll have ketchup on, but with something else. Like, I don't dislike ketchup, but I just never choose it. Nah. I'd never put it with chips. I definitely would never, no, ever never go chips. on a sausage or bacon sandwich. No. I'd always choose something else over it. Yeah, it yeah. winds me up all the time when, like, if me and Hayley are having breakfast, eggs on toast or something. Mm. Always a load of ketchup, Hayley has. Yeah. Can't. I, I find no. it too sweet yeah. for savoury yeah. food generally. Especially with scrambled eggs. Like oh, little, yeah. I, it turns pink and it's hot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does horrible. look a bit grim. It looks grim. I yeah. can't stand it. Cool. Okay, nice one. Let's move on to... Uh, oh, you did pub, pub in the Park this weekend, just gone. I did, yeah. How'd it go? Right, it was the simplest demo I've ever done. I used one pan. <laughs> I love it. It was good. Hey, ingredient-led philosophy. This exactly. Is you know, it was obviously I discussed salt and stuff, but I wanted to use use it more to promote the book and grass-fed. And yeah. so the meat book and grass-fed they can tie in quite quite easily. Yeah. Um. So I did a massive coat de bœuf. Mm-hmm. I got a massive six hundred. So I just put it in the oven about eighty degrees for twenty minutes first, just yeah. to 
so I kind of did a reverse sear. It's not yeah. how I normally cook, but it worked for this. Yeah. And I, I did a green herb ketchup, which um, something we'll be serving with steaks down in um, in grass-fed. Nice. It's just absolutely delicious with grilled meats. I spoke about it last week. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a good time because we almost basically, we talked about the green ketchup yeah. and, this, and these cuts of beef sort of last week, didn't we? Yeah, so, and yeah. I took... Because we've got it on at the moment, I took some of that barbecue glaze, the black garlic glaze. Oh, Didn't barbecue, just did it in a pan. Yeah. So roasted it in a pan with the black garlic, brushing it, and then just made this lovely kind of chimichurri style dressing, but with more like with more mint and no oregano, just loads of coriander and parsley, a bit of chili flakes and that. Lovely. And that was it. Just spread it all out in a massive, massive old Vilroy box over yeah. plate. It looked cool as fuck. That's really nice. Green herb ketchup dressing over that was it. Yeah. Great. I just chatted the head off them for about oh, uh, twenty fun. minutes. Yeah. That's so good. What was it? Was it a good crowd? Like how was yeah, it? Yeah, it's really good crowd, a really good turnout. Mm. I was following Cy King from, oh, Harry yeah, Bikers. from Harry Bikers. So well I said he was warming up for me, but <laughs> <laughs> support act. Yeah. Assistant to the regional manager. Uh, <laughs> I've not met him before, but he has been here and he came one night it was night I wasn't here. Oh right. He came with Sammy from Great British menu. Yeah, she yeah. bought him because they're good friends. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, he was just saying how much he loved it here and how much great Oh, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah, but it was funny because like Marie come along and um, she'd found a stall and she got all excited because she gets really bad hangovers. Yeah. And she, um, there was these, you know, these hangover um, solving pills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm dead cynical about it. Yeah. I don't even know what was in it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, just, just take them. I was like, Go on then. Don't know what's in it, but it's probably all herbal stuff. Dead cynical about it, but I thought, in the name of science, I need to drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. need to yeah. for the test sure. to see. Yeah. And you know what? What I actually felt sound. I had about really? fifteen pints. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I had about three or four old fashions, and then fifteen. Some, pints. I don't think I've ever had fifteen me, pints in my life. Someone was buying me sambucas, mate. Yeah, but it was over. It was over a period day, of time. because yeah, yeah. um, I had a couple before the demo and then the break. I met up with um, Graham Hornigold from Long Boys and then just caught up with him. And then yeah, I was just I had free drinks all day there, so I just kept going, kept going. We weren't even there that late. Just pints just wow. sinking on. Yeah, about fourteen minimum, probably fifteen. Wow. And You're I an animal. Like, I've never had 15 pints of wine. Never. No. Well, just no just had the first for it. I, I normally stop after six and then move on to shorts or wine because yeah, yeah. I get bloated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I Summer didn't get day bloated. outside. They had the best toilets ever there. I did that. They had, you know the toilets <laughs> had in Franson? Oh, no. Yeah, I was in there a lot. Part of the part? Yeah, for the VIP section. Oh, it's the yeah. VIP, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say. Yeah. Wow. Because I've got a band, uh, so chefs... If you demo in or in that, you can get into the VIP yeah. and you get free drinks as well. The VIPs don't have to pay. That's hilarious. So yeah, they've, to- they've got lovely luxury um, portable loos at the back with those toilets. Mate, what a day. Yeah, massage. Um, and all you thing. had to do is cook a steak and some ketchup. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in and out of those toilets. Like, I had the cleanest bomb in Leamington. <laughs> wow. But this this like little drink thing worked. Yeah, so it, it was weird. I woke up at like five. And I had a little bit of a headache, but I think it was just through dehydration and like, I hadn't slept, some water, um, but nothing major. And then I got up at half seven. No, I got up at seven because I had to pick the kids up at eight. So I just wanted to get up for a bit. Yeah. I was wondering around. It was like, it was odd. It felt like it was muted. Really? And I've never felt like this. It was, I was like slight fogginess. Yeah. And this bit of lethargy, but not the hangover feeling wow. that I normally have. That is fascinating. I, honestly. And I was like, 
genuine. I was telling my brother about it the next day, and he's like, oh, it's all rubbish, it's just herbal stuff. I was like, oh, he said that, but <laughs> this can't be a coincidence. No, nah, sure. Because I know how I feel. I don't yeah. get drastic hangovers. And you're, but... you're less likely to be susceptible to it being a placebo if you're really skeptical about it. Yeah, I was genuinely, no. and I was like, I, I drank some. Yeah. You know, I was testing this out. Wow, we, that's we went through the the car crash test. When you're feeling rough, though, like I you get I get in the headspace. It's like if anyone had a drink, I would pay three hundred pounds right now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when you you're would. feeling really bad, you're like, I'll pay anything to feel better right now. Yeah, and I yeah, just say for instance, a normal day. Let's say a normal day is at hundred percent. Yeah, I'd say I was at about eighty, and a normal hangover, mm. even when I've had less than that. I'm probably what forty. Wow, that is it's yeah, a, so it's a game was, changer. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I have to tap me up. Uh, this, yeah, uh, I'll have to send product. them. Just, just yeah, I'm gonna give it another go. Great. I don't think they're even that expensive. It almost uh, so I need a night of like fifteen pints. <laughs> You've got <laughs> social experiment in, in the name of science. Yeah. <laughs> science needs me to do this for it. So that's incredible. Um, and then uh, yeah, you said that Esme's been doing some foodie homework lately, and you were able to get involved with making some. Yeah, so they're, they're learning about the Mayans at the moment, and mm. they had to do. They always give them a choice how they present homework like this when they're doing a project it yeah. can be like a big a3 thing where they can write all sorts of stuff um they can do like a, a talk which i think is, is quite challenging for yeah. a lot of them like speech we spoke about it and it, they had to do something about what the mayans eat mm -hmm. and uh i said look you know i'm a chef we can cook something together and we can do it on video and edit it down she was well excited for that's it. great so great idea i said what do you want to do she's like I want to do because she was just at first. Well, first we were going to take some food in, but we didn't know when it would be, so obviously it'd go rotten. Mm. And she was like, "I'll just buy some tortilla chips and just take them in." I was like, no, you won't. <laughs> that is and smart I was like, thinking. I, you're just going to go and buy them, are you? <laughs> yeah. You mean one of us will buy them? So I was like, "Look, let's do a video. We can cook it together. You'll learn something and appreciate it." And um, yeah, I found this. Uh, what was it called? I need to get the note up to try and remember. Oh, yeah, no, go for it. Yeah, it's Cochinita Pibil. Right. Because um, she's wanted to do, essentially, make tacos. Mm -hmm. Right, but... And so I found something that was from the Mayans years ago. And we made a proper corn um, tortilla. Because mm -hmm. um, that's what we're still doing in Mexico now. It should be made with corn, not the soft corn, flour. Corn ones. flour? Well, not corn flour, maize flour. Uh, they both come from corn. Right, okay. So corn... Corn flour is essentially like modified. Mm. Um, I don't know how they do it, but yeah. maize is like, it's essentially dried and then ground. Yeah. So they're, they're very different properties, but they both come from corn. Uh -huh. um, right. So you get a, a coarser, yeah. drier sort of, that, and they're amazing out in uh, Mexico. Mm. They don't have those soft flowery ones, the wraps no, sure. that we have, yeah. um, which are nice still. So we made that and then we made this, yeah, this cochinita pibil, which is like this braised, Pork is spiced, like cinnamon, all spice. There's oregano, um, what else in there? Like salt and a few of the, few of the bits. And they used to cook it in a banana leaf, braise it. Um, I think just put it under hot coals or something. So we obviously mm. did it in the oven. Yeah. Um, yeah, she absolutely loved putting it together. Oh, that's cool. And then Ethan wasn't asleep yet because it was quite late. He got up and then <laughs> they both both ate them. Oh, that's and nice. they loved that they devoured them. Really? And I was like, if, I said, it? if I'd have cooked this yeah. and put it in front of you, yeah, yeah. you would have turned your nose up. Yeah, yeah, they I absolutely think, loved it. I like, finished with fresh lime and really? that. Really? Yeah. I love that. And we did a video and sent, I edited all the video down like I do my TikToks yeah. and then sent to him with her doing everything, yeah. me showing her. 
Um, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely loved it. That's rewarding for them and you, though, as well, isn't it? Yeah. You can like, share that and discover it. Yeah. So what cut, what cut of pork is it that you put? Um, is it like? Well, they, this, you can do all sorts of different meats with it, but they mainly used to use suckling pig. Uh, okay. The Spanish brought the suckling pigs over yeah. um, at some point in their history. Um, I can't remember all the facts of it. And then they started using that, but sometimes they'd use pheasant and things, but pork was the main thing. Like shoulder raw. Uh, leg, but we just use some dice yeah. ball shoulder. Lovely, yeah. Oh, it sounds beautiful. I love that sort of style of food. Uh, so I remember the one of the street food episodes of um, Chef's Table. They did that street food series. Yeah. We, I think we reviewed one of those. Didn't we, we did back, the Argentina the, one. Didn't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. And it was like that sort of stuff was being cooked outside of football stadiums. Yeah, and it was just like wow, and it was so authentic, so real, and yeah. yet so cheap. I was we like, don't have the equivalent of what you get outside of football stuff. I mean, it's got better, but I mean, still, yeah. in this country, is yeah, like... But as it's got better, that. the price has hiked. Oh, no. Oh. It's like a mini rubbish food festival outside of football grounds, <laughs> isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it oh, is. butter chicken. It's like, oh, is it, though? Is it? I don't know about this. Oh, mate, that sounds awesome. So is that, is that going to be a regular occurrence, do you think? I think it should be coming home with more... Like, is there a... Well, I think it's something I, sh- I should probably make more effort to do, really. Um, I don't think it's something that will be regular from the school oh, sure. to be delivered. But I think, yeah, just doing those things together. It's fascinating though, because I imagine there'll be loads of chefs listening that have got kids and stuff. And it's like, for everyone, maybe in their p- profession, there's an element of, oh, the last thing I want to do when I get home is cook. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? There, there must be like bits of that. But especially if you've got kids, you maybe forget how rewarding that can be to get them involved and share your wisdom to, you know, yeah. pass that stuff on. I never not, I never don't want to cook. Mm. when I'm at home you just you just get busy and then it's yeah, yeah, like sure. it becomes food it's just we need to do it yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. it done yeah it means so for end rather than a joy yeah, yeah it just yeah. comes that way but I'm never against it like, I love cooking with Esme and that and then yeah. as Ethan gets a bit older we'll do a bit yeah, yeah. so cool love that but he's the fussiest is he he's really yeah, he's fussy. within earshot as well are you fussy Ethan are you a fussy eater mm, sometimes so. I did eat yeah, a taco yeah. and it was very nice yeah, of the rats and put the beef in it. Yeah. And the squirted Nice. That's the right way. Right thing to do. Oh, I love that. I got very hungry and it's going to get worse because um, do you want to do, should we do top fives? Yes. Your this top was, five. I really enjoyed putting this one together. Actually. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, I did. And do you know what it made me, it made me think, God, I don't eat enough sandwiches though. <laughs> like in general. Yeah, I think I eat too many. It's such do a go-to snack. It is, yeah. But I like, I don't, I get very, um, Maybe it sounds snobby, but I really don't like the majority of shop-bought sandwiches. Oh, yeah, yeah they're generally shite. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick to a couple that I know I like, a yeah. smoked salmon, yeah, yeah. Cause it, cream cheese, and, yeah. Yeah, and then another... I avoid anything bacony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like a real... It's, like a, it's actually a real treat when I do have one, because I don't really have them very often. And there's yeah, not like... Yeah, I suppose. I don't really live in a... There's no like amazing sandwich shop around the corner... No, yeah, that not. I know of. There's not, so, is there? There's no know. one making quality sandwiches. Like in New York, you get a sandwich. They know how to do a sandwich. Yeah, 100%. Cool. So I enjoy putting this together because there's even some, there's some in this top five that I realise I probably only have ever had like a handful in my whole life. Oh, do you know okay. what I mean? Because it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't always just like the thing you have the most. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I know it was one of my favourite things I've had. Ah, so. okay. okay. I knew what was number one. And again, it was one of those where it was like, right, I'm going to sort out two, three, four, five after that. But yeah. as always, we'll start with some honourable mentions. It could be a long list, but I'm just going to go for two. Okay. Two honourable mentions. One, you mentioned it just then, salmon and cream cheese. It's a solid sandwich. Yeah, it's a solid sandwich. But I've had so many bad ones. Yeah. It's like, 
I can trust myself to make that. Or if I go to a really nice place mm. and I'm in the mood for that, it's like, this is going to be banging. And the proportion of salmon to the cream cheese is going to be good. Yeah. But the amount of shop-bought salmon and cheese that are the biggest letdowns. You're right. It just, You're right. I could get excited about it and then be underwhelmed. Yeah. And that's unfortunately the life we lead in Tesco's and Morrison's and stuff. M&S to a solid one mm. and they cut their smoked salmon in a square and it fits perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like two slices. I've been where I, I think I've got photos in my phone of shit ones where there's a couple of little scraggles. Like yeah. Tesco ones. And they're like slithered. And it's really they? like full of a really wet cream cheese, oh, not a yeah. firm one. That's the other thing. It's like I, too much cream cheese on a lot of them. Right. The ratio is wrong. Yeah. So otherwise, but if, you know, I was making it, you know, a bit, bit of lemon maybe on there, yeah. salt and pepper. pepper. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, that'd be great. But it's honourable mention. Yeah, then the enough. other one because I, this is a common thing I have as a snack at home, um, but it doesn't deserve to be in top five. But I wanted to put a sweet one in, so I'm going peanut butter and jam. Okay. I love peanut butter. I'm an absolute, yeah. I'm a fiend. I'm like, a, I'm like Winnie the Pooh with a honey pot. Do you know what I mean? Like my, my pour in there. I can't walk past the kitchen without just getting a little teaspoon and just Oh like, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm just constantly I at peanut butter. Does it not dry your mouth out when you do it just on its own? No, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. it sticks through from my Part mouth. Like, oh, a bit. Yeah, perfect. It lasts for hours. Um, yeah. I just, I absolutely love peanut butter and, it's a really American thing. It's a you know peanut butter jelly. They say jelly. They say jello instead of jam, jelly. Don't yeah, they? jello. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with a bit of jam, big oh. slab of maybe toasted. Oh, okay. And then the peanut butter melts a bit. I've never had peanut butter and jam ever. Ever. Ever is a wow. Sandwich. That's blown my mind. Never. Yeah. Right. You've got to. Do it. Does the, the jam kind of counteract the dryness and the sweetness against yeah, the definitely peanut yeah i've never yeah, eaten definitely. them together because you get a little bit of like there's the saltiness but a little, tiny bit of bitterness in the in the yeah peanut butter but yeah the the sort of jam but again not you don't want loads of jam no. it's like the cream cheese with the salmon i don't want loads of jam so it's like less thin, jam than peanut butter way less yeah okay. way less i mean for me i'm probably biased but you can <laughs> too much peanut butter in there. oh and, and always crunchy i want the yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, you need to. It's a smooth stein, but I just don't know why you'd want because basically people are oh, smooth or crunchy. It's like this big. Well, no. Well, the crunchy one is smooth with bit with chunks in. Yeah, it's not. It's not all. It's not like some some peanuts that you've smashed up and put in the. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's still peanut butter. It's smooth. Exactly. It's not like the bits. argument which I get of like you know pulp or no pulp with orange juice. Exactly. It's not like that argument. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're my two honourable missions. Uh, okay, here we go. Number five. This might sound a bit boring, but I've got a bit, bit of method to this. Number five is a club sandwich. Solid. I was thinking club then. Yeah? It's a solid, solid well, sandwich, you, you, yeah. You can't go wrong. It's a bit of a, it's an international sandwich too. Yeah. Like, you can find it around the world. It doesn't matter where you go. And Not that I would have it. There are a few sort of differences. What yeah, would you, yeah. What's your club? How In my mind, yeah. I'm picturing... Three tiers of bread. Yeah. So there's a there's a layer of bread in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Lettuce, tomato. I've written down what I'd have in it. Lettuce, tomato, mayo. Yeah. Bacon, chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Because some have boiled egg in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fine. That's but fine, I'd, I'd but yeah, well, it's not. Yeah. It's not the standard. So and this is a bit of a heads up. There's no BLT in my top five. Okay. Even though I love I love bacon, it's yeah. great. You've kind but, of got it there. But you've got it there. Yeah. Like, and adding chicken, adding ch- chicken doesn't take away from it. And nah. chicken and bacon is a classic combo that tastes great. Yeah. So a club sandwich is just so solid. Yeah. And it's one of those sort of sandwiches where it's like, oh no, I don't like a club sandwich. Like, why? Yeah, what's club sandwiches are solid. What's wrong? Sandwich. How could you be so against a club? It's such a solid go-to sandwich. Yeah, and all everything in it is like 
Yeah. There's nothing weird. They're all nothing. common stuff that works together. And it was just, yeah, tailors all that could be stuck like that forever and it'd be perfect. Yeah. When I was at Mallory Court, it was a chef's nemesis. Yeah. Just because it, like, it was always a nice club and a classic club like oh, that. Really? But just in the middle of a fucking 40 cover service, <laughs> a lot of chefs in the shit. And it's like, check on room service, two club sandwich. And oh. you just see their face like <laughs> running around toasting bread. And we didn't have a toaster. It's under the grill. Oh, and no. they're watching the bread and then they've got to slice up all the chicken. Easy to make. But when you're trying to do a yeah. fine dining You say service, that, but it's also, it's kind of, if I've never made one, I've probably only ever had them. Oh. I've only ever like, you know, eaten them out. But it's like, when it's tiered like that, yeah, it could just fall apart so easily. So you, you know the cocktail sticks you gotta through. Have them, yeah, and, you and know. the key is like put your cocktail sticks in and then cut and then it. cut. Yeah, the faff yeah. that just. I, I, to be fair, it used to put me in the shit at Le Manoir. Really? Like, Club yeah, yeah, I can't really. It was pretty classic one, but it was like it was like homemade mayonnaise as well. Mm. Um, but it was like it had to be really longer, longer uh rectangle plate and all exactly oh, the same triangle God. fuck me it was a, it nah, was a I, shit cunt on okay. a sat- saturday yeah. lunch yeah. in 100 cover service you could run <laughs> and away the manoir as well it feels so anti like to be oh we've got a club sandwiches to bosh out though yeah oh, it's horrific horrific <laughs> i mean i'm i'm not a stickler for you know i like the creativity of different plates different you know cutlery inventive ways of serving things but those long rectangular plates yeah Hate them. Because when you put Absolutely them on there, they have to be cut exactly the same size, otherwise it looks stupid. It looks really weird, yeah. Yeah. There's no margin for error. Mm. Uh, yeah, so club sandwich, number five. Nice. Solid. Solid. Fine. Okay, number four. This is, my mouth's watering now. I like this. Oh, go on. I'm going for a cheese and chutney My mouth stopped watering. Oh, yeah. I know <laughs> Yours will. This is, this is like, this is linked to nostalgia as well for me. This is one of the most common sandwiches we had as kids was like cheese and pickle or cheese and chutney. Okay. But like a grown up one, like sourdough bread, like yeah. thick as hell, like a yeah. doorstop style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then a little bit better on there still. Okay. But then slabs of cheese, no grated cheese. Oh, right. Thick cut or thin cut. Pound coin kind of thing. Yeah, pound coin. Good yeah. one, yeah. Maybe, but maybe overlapping layers. Oh, okay. But I do. There's something about the slabs because, and I know, and I remember seeing this on QI years ago. Grated cheese does. There's a greater take. Uh, ta- you get more taste from it because yeah. of the surface area. Mm-hmm. More cheese hits the surface area of your tongue. A different. A slab. Some of it can get lost because it's congealed together. But yeah, there's something about the. Te- I don't want grated cheese in a sandwich. You've it got a texture there. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer the slab. It's it's satisfying to bite through. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, with a lovely sweet chutney or a pickle, like an onion chutney or something. Nice. It's just comforting. It's wintry. Especially like a, a good cheddar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, good cheddar. Yeah. yeah. I could go like, I like other, like a Comte maybe. Okay. Or a, like a Gouda. Oh, right. Yeah. But, but a good old fashioned strong cheddar, crumbly. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. That's, yeah, a cheese yeah. and pickle sandwich. Cheese and, uh, it's just. Fair enough. I can't, I can't no, really no, talk no. that. But I'll that's get it. it. That's a nation's, 100% get it. It's a nation's favourite. Exactly. Right. One extreme to another now. In at number three, I'm going for a Bam Mai. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Now, I've not had many of these in my life. No. But I can remember every single one of them. Yeah. Because they are special. And they yeah. are very unique, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So a Bam, and I've, I'm pronouncing this wrong. Bam Mai is how I think most people I've heard say it. But apparently it's Born Me. Yeah. That's how you pronounce uh, yeah, that. I so it's a Vietnamese sandwich, but with a massive French influence. Mm. Uh, years and years ago, lots of French people populated Vietnam, and yeah. there's loads of their influence everywhere, including in this street yeah. food. Yeah. So the Ban Mai is a French baguette with yeah. French pate in it. I think I've probably only had two 
Really? It's a nice one in Leamington, actually. Oh, Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. First one I ever had, Haley's brother went to Vietnam. Yeah. Came back, and then within a day, he was like, I've got to make you a ban me because it was one of the best things I've ever but eaten. But it throws you being in a baguette. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. It, it yeah. feels like a weird concoction of yeah, things. Yeah, it's like fusion y, like. Yeah, it really is fusion. Almost like cultural appropriated. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Like, yeah. So if you listen, this is the list of ingredients if you've never had one. So you've got your French baguette, pork liver pate. Yeah mayonnaise mm. then some cooked meat generally pork is like the most traditional yeah. one then cucumber slices yeah loads of coriander pickled carrots and jalapenos that sounds fucking amazing yeah, yeah. doesn't it sounds that, so good it's a, but it's so a weird... many flavors and textures in there and... yeah it is yeah, yeah. But yeah, the pickling and the, you know, but you've got the moist, you've you got still the got bit, the mayo. Bitter pork, liver, yeah. you got the, yeah, you've got all the pickle to cut through it. Yeah, and it's, a nice fatty pork belly sometimes it is. And, exactly, yeah. Oh. I could, uh, and I can have, I, you can coat the whole thing in enough coriander that you can't even see it for me. Because yeah. I'm lucky that I'm just, I know loads of people hate it, don't they? Yeah, I, I love, love it. Yeah, I, I love, love coriander. But. Yeah, there's a place you probably like. I, I think it's only the second one I've ever had. It's on Regent Street in Leamington. Yeah. They they do loads of them. Um, you have to check it oh, out. Okay, I it's didn't know that. Yeah, but it's Amazing. next door to when I had one with tattoos, and the guy was like, "Oh, I'll treat you to Van Mai oh, down there." So no I walked like, oh, past that place. Yeah. So he bought me one. It was very good. Really yeah. liked it. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I like to hear that. Now I'll try it. We um the other one I had that stuck out was when we were in New York. We went to a specific little ah, tiny day, and it was a it was proper good, like there. Google out. Where is this place? Tiny door, but no seats, just yeah. a counter, family run. Me and Haley just got one each, walked down to a park, sat on a bench and had it. Oh, and it was perfect. just like, oh. and New York's funny, isn't it? Because it's like, it's so multicultural that even things like a band Mai feels like it fits in New York. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. Leamington one, that that will be amazing. But it really feels like it's, so, what the hell? You can get this hit. Like, so, but yeah. obviously New York's a huge place, but it's so like within the context of the village or the street or the part of New York you're in, mm. you actually feel like you're in Vietnam for a minute. Yeah. You, same with Italy and same with Little Italy and all the different pockets. New yeah, York, just, that's probably why it's so works. unique, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it does stick out in the UK outside of London. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely does. Yeah, Bam, Bam no, Mai's good choice. That wasn't on my radar at all. Nah, number three, number three. Okay, number two. This is as, as sort of basic as it gets, but it's just maybe the most common thing I've had on this on this list. And number two is an egg and sausage sandwich. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. What, hot? Yeah, hot. So sausage fried like, egg? Like a, like, yeah, yeah, sausage fried oh. egg. Like, like uh, the perfect. What, what sauce? Like I said earlier, I'm happy to change it up depending on my mood. Okay. Um, I generally go to tomato. I generally go ketchup with sausage and egg, and I lean towards more HP brown sauce with bacony things. Yeah. But otherwise, I'll change it up every time. Okay. But I just. Oh. But and also, I think I, it doesn't. But butter sometimes that doesn't need it. That yeah. sandwich. Good point. A nice runny yolk doesn't yeah. need a sauce. See, I would often though go butter, but I would happily have not a completely hard yolk, but like one that's in between oh okay sometimes when it's too runny i get distracted by the mess uh, of it all. right and in the context like say you're out and about or whatever i'm just like oh for fuck yeah i, I get yeah, a little yeah. bit like oh frustrated with it do you know yeah. what i mean like be able to cut it and you get a little bit of yeah. you know dribble down but it doesn't then coat your hands and your chair and your clothes but it's what i always I, I never put the egg on and then cut through it and then that creates loads of mess i'll always like spread the yolk oh that's good so yeah, put it on spread it and then sandwich on and cut that's genius, you get yeah. less mess and you're yeah. still getting the yolk everywhere yeah yeah no, and perfect. an even spread rather than a yeah. whole mouthful 
Um, I and I do prefer sausage to bacon when it comes to like your egg and bacon or your egg oh, and sausage right. sandwich. I think sausage. Yeah, good know. sausage is a winner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is. Is the best sausage better than the best bacon? That's a question. <sighs> I think I'd go bacon, but they're yeah. both both bloody good, aren't they? Then the, the an average sausage is better than an average bit of bacon. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fair. But it's also in the sandwich; it's substantial with the sausage. Sometimes mm. it can feel a bit thin with bacon, but yeah. it's just, it's just, and it's also you can have that for lunch or breakfast. Yeah, but it's just a winning, comforting. Solid. Also, and I'm picturing, I'm, I'm picturing you here with a batch. Yeah, not 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 a sand, not a sandwich, but actually a big gold. Something like that. You don't want thin white cheap bread. I want like a bloomer batch. It's just falling apart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I want it like a cloud. Yeah, (laughs) on a massive old big roll, like a proper. Do you cut the sausages or leave them whole? Oh, I've written this down. Actually, I haven't brought it up yet. I always cut them. If depending on the size, Mm. I'll cut them either three times or just in half and then lay them. Yeah, that's the best way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mental putting it in whole. (laughs) Absolutely mental. It's not such a roll. Yeah, because you need more to cover the surface area. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but otherwise, if they're really thin, I just slice along it and then just almost put it in there like kebab meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's number two. Nice. Sandwich. Oh, I'm very curious as to what number one is now. I can't guess. You, this one in some ways has come up a little bit throughout this podcast. Okay. And maybe in the last two. But my number one, because I, you cannot beat this, is a proper New York deli pastrami sandwich. Oh, yes. It's just, oh. it's the perfect. The, it's got everything. The volume of meat they put know, on it. We just, we can't, you can't afford to do that. <laughs> no. You go bust if you had a sandwich shop here yeah. and you were putting that much more meat in the bread. Yeah, the value, yeah. the value for money, and the it's a meal in itself. Like you're so satisfied. Yeah, but it, it just hits every note. You've got like sweetness, saltiness, <sighs> some savoury notes in there, some bitterness with the. So I'll go through it. So like a traditional one is like rye bread, yeah, butter, pastrami, emmental cheese, which I'm assuming you're. Um, okay I'd, I'd, with? I'd choose without. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, but I don't mind a tiny bit sure. with all that meat. Yeah. And then gherkins, mustard. Oh. Uh, apparently, a Reuben, which is a very slight, is, is generally silver side beef. Yeah. But we'd add it with uh, sauerkraut. That's which right. Which is a yeah. slight alternative. But I mean, they're in the same ballpark. Yeah. So I could, I could take a Reuben, I could take a pastrami sandwich. But but it's that, it's the mustard with the gherkin and then the pastrami. Oh, and it's just so this good. perfect balance. Dynamic looking because yeah. you've got that red meat and you're, it's packed high. Then you've got that like jet yellow mustard. Uh, and it's yeah. just something that American style mustard. So good. It's I don't like, know. It's just and you perfect. can get is what I enjoyed out there: the cold pastrami or the hot pastrami. Yeah. So the Cat's Deli one. Yes. Which I assume you're talking yeah. like that hot pastrami. Exactly. That, yeah. It's fucking delicious. I know. Yeah. So good. I've been there twice. Um, you've been Cat's Deli? No. Oh, no, you I should go. go. Yeah. But even just on a on a corner shot. Yep. You know, there's a guy yeah. there on the corner shop counter. He's got a meat slicer, yep. cold pastrami, and just piling it up. That's how we had it. When, when we went to New York, we were like, where should we go for lunch? Don't really know. We weren't really looking at our phones. But we just turned the corner and saw that. Saw yeah. this counter and saw the meat and go, this looks insane. Yeah. And again, it, was not, it wasn't even crazy expensive. You're just like, how are the margins on this? This no. is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, New York deli sandwiches, I mean. Yeah. I mean, the Cat's Deli ones... A sandwich is about twenty five dollars, yeah, which is about just under twenty five pound now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, crazy. Yeah, but it it's so worth it. The amount of meat you get, yeah. it's a full meal. Oh, like, it broke Marie. Yeah, I like, she didn't have said. dinner. <laughs> yeah, I should have got. I got. I think I got. Uh, I got two. I got a Reuben style one, and then I got different meat. I can't remember. Oh no, I got corned beef, and I got a pastrami. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, and one of each. 
And like I ate a whole one, and she ate nearly a whole one. And we should have just got like just had half I each. Had half each, yeah, because they are. We huge. didn't have any fries or anything, but oh. yeah, she was just done for the day. Yeah, like, we went out for dinner later. She just watched me eat. <laughs> Look, you can still find me. <laughs> yeah, it's just the king of sandwiches. Like it's just. Is yeah, it's, it's just a perfect. solid. I don't know why that wasn't even on my radar then. I think because you'd gone so many, you know, Vietnamese, yeah, there is. yeah, yeah. traditional English, and yeah. yeah, but no, that's yeah. It's a great, great, great choice. Though. A bit like when I was talking about Snickers being my number one chocolate bar. If I could happily only ever have one sandwich again, it would be a New Yorker. And again, because there's something about it, like I could justify having that for breakfast. I could definitely have it for lunch. Yeah. You could have it for dinner. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a proper all rounder. Yeah. It's a crowd pleaser. So. Oh, so good. Number five club sandwich four, cheese and pickle, cheese and chutney. Three, ban mai. Two, egg and sausage. Number one, New York deli. Good list. Solid? Yeah. Good list. Good I knew you'd hate the cheese one, but still. Yeah. Pretty, pretty pleased. Putting that together, I was literally... Yeah, but no, I get, I get the cheese one. Yeah. It's just, yeah. There's so much nostalgia with the cheese. That's probably the most English one on there because it's a proper English thing, isn't it? Yeah, it? Cheese with and pickle, chutney. Cheese yeah, and, yeah, chutney, pickle. I, I wrote a note about this, actually. Well, I was thinking about cheese and pickle. Like, my dad always used to have cheese and pickle. Mum used to love cheese and beetroot. Okay. In a sandwich. I, I get that. I think I've heard of that quite a bit. Yeah. It Sliced always the jarred pickle beetroot. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Because I get it's pickled and so It looked mental, though. <laughs> like, it did look because it was like, it would yeah. stain the bread. It, yeah. it looked like You've a massacre. Bright yellow and neon purple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like a dreadful Battenberg sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was mental like to look 80s at. 80s colour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, cool. That's my top fives. Next week, I have, I've gone through our archive of different um, suggestions that people sent a few weeks ago couple of people did this one i want your top five takeaways oh but i do want a typical order from each so i must have yeah yeah so not for example, just chinese or, yeah, yeah so if you yeah. said chinese you go it has to be a blah 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 okay do you know what i mean so oh, your, God, I your takeaway of, of your top five takeaways with your dishes yeah okay yeah. no i can get beyond that cool. yeah, that's I mean, a good yeah. one i was thinking about that as well like in some ways especially you, you know, live in london or whatever there's nothing you can't get on takeaway anymore no not with delivery and stuff so, even like around here there's so much you can get yeah. so in some ways that makes your job easier and harder in that there's more choice mm. but it's also like what do you deem a takeaway and what yeah. don't you deem yeah. a takeaway yeah. yeah yeah I'll have to, I'll put obviously put but it's your top five to so whatever rules you make up exactly. that's, that's correct so. yeah great Oh, we had a couple of messages, actually. I love this one. We had one from James who said, Hi, gents. I had a good laugh listening to your recent pod last week. Uh, as a Perth local, we found the whole John Mountain Band's vegans thing to be a good laugh. Yeah. He said, from a local perspective, though, no one in Perth had really any clue about this guy before this story, this story <laughs> came out. The media labelled him a celebrity chef, but... Around here, no one in the upper echelons of restaurants and food media circles in Perth have never really heard of him. Yeah, it's but I mean, he's not a celebrity chef over no, here. No. He's just done GBM once. Yeah. Um, on, you know, I've I've done more telly, but I'm not a celebrity chef. No, so, sure, good point. Um, so it's, it's one of those where like loads of like your your generation and above will know exactly who he is in this country. Like yeah. chefs will know who he is. Yeah. From, so that from makes, that. you know, from almost just that, it makes him a bit of a... Yeah, it just name. like that, and that won't be him saying that. That's the nah. me media. They love that, throwing that. They've done it with me with things... Um, it's only ever bad celebrity things. chef says this when it's bad yeah and it does make you cringe probably makes you cringe yeah, yeah, yeah but you've got to accept it it's funny though I, it, maybe it's quite nice that you know in amongst all the hype of all this shit he can just exist in Perth and no one really knows or yeah. cares yeah exactly but no, that was interesting to, to yeah, hear that I know. it's nice to know we've got listeners in Perth exactly um, I've good. not actually checked whether you can get our merch in 
Australia. I'm sure you can't uh, just be massive shipping fees, yeah. like three times the price of the t-shirt. But yeah, just buy more, make it worth it, the exactly, delivery. Exactly. Yeah, please try it. Thanks very much for that message. Keep your messages and ratings and reviews coming in. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places. You can message us at the nightcap underscore pod. If you want to suggest some top fives, you can. Any questions for us, all those sorts of things, just get in touch and we will uh, endeavour to read them all out. Yeah, it looks like grass-fed lastly is taking up real momentum now. I saw your Instagram story the other day of like it nearly all fitted out and loads of boxes everywhere. Yeah, it's and been cleared out a bit now, as well. Only a couple of weeks now hopefully you open the doors. So yeah, all the kitchen things are in place, you know, like, Auburn and other things. Um, so I spoke to him yesterday. They put things in place and he's just got to fabricate a few bits in the middle. Great. Barbecue will be in next week. Yeah, um, yeah, bar- yeah I'll come full circle. At the beginning of the pod, talk about barbecues and yeah. kitchens. And now obviously you've got one coming got one, in. Yeah, Gosford. bespoke built. Yeah, fridges are all in. So fixed seating goes in next week and furniture arrives next week. So it's, it's starting to oh, buzzing, be a mate. real place. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Head Chef started last week. So he's cracking on with, you know, the admin stuff and suppliers and doing you know small equipment orders and bits and bobs nice yeah amazing oh it's so excited to see how it looks wherever you're all listening thanks for joining us we will see you all next week yeah see you later Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they They will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.